Welcome to Nodeworthy, the official podcast of Technode.com. I am John Artman, Editor-in-Chief. And so this week we're talking um, with Frank Hersey about uh, Toutiao. Toutiao, they're, they're an interesting company. They've um, been under the radar for, for many, many years uh, in English media. Haven't really been, been courting uh, very much coverage. Uh, but for the last year or so, they've really uh, started to look at the global market much more aggressively. And, and because of that, they've, um, they've been much more open with, uh, with foreign media. And so we'll be talking with uh, Frank about some of his recent experiences with them. So, so, so Frank, you, you recently went to um, a pretty big kind of, uh, what, what, what would you call it, a conference, uh, a media, a media uh, extravaganza or, or what? Well, yes, I suppose a conference in a way. Um, it was at a very fancy hotel um, in Beijing. And um, I think when I when I turned up, I'd just been to so many conferences in such a short period of time. I was a bit um, I was a bit conferenced out, and I wasn't really expecting that much. But um, when I went in, um, the panels were actually pretty good, and um, I was sort of a little bit reluctant to be taken out, you know, by the by the PR, the minders, um, to go along to the briefings. Um, but then it turned out the briefings were even better. Um, so it was actually for once a really, really, um, useful conference. So a general background on AI and then to hear specifically about, um, ByteDance and even more specifically really about Totiao, their, their sort of their flagship app. Yeah. It's kind of funny actually. Um, so I was talking with some of our Chinese editorial staff and they were telling me that, uh, they were at the same conference and they tried yes. to get into some of the same interviews that you were in, but they, but the, the, the PR people would not let any Chinese media in. Yes. It was a little bit um, unusual because I thought it might've just been a language thing that there was, you know, a Chinese session going on Chinese language and, and just international. You know, so so for you, I mean, because you yeah, you had actually got got a lot of content out of out of this uh, out of this conference, and so for you, you know, what what, what were some of the big takeaways? Um, well, yeah, I ended up writing so much about it um, because I, I just found it really interesting. It's um, I, I suppose I'd been seeing it just as uh, you know, it just recommends news, but I hadn't really thought that much about what's going on underneath and just how successful it is and probably just how successful it will be um, around the world. So I was I was surprised um, at some of the functionality that already exists in um, because a lot of it works on, it tracks what you read and, um, you know, will recommend things. And then the more articles you click on, the more, the better picture it builds up of you as a, as a user. And um, I asked, um, Ma Weiying, the the head of the AI lab within um, Totiao, within ByteDance, I should say, and um, about how important the location is. And he told um, he gave an example, which I thought was fascinating, and that was of Chinese people living in in the states using Totiao every day. So it's put, brought up a it's gathered a picture of what they're interested in in day to day life, and then suddenly, you know, come January February. Their location shows there somewhere maybe in rural China or a city somewhere in China. And then when they're back in the States after that trip, Totao has sort of assumed that that place they were in during Chinese New Year is their hometown because that's what Chinese people do. Um, they all head home for Spring Festival. And so once back in the States, 
it then remembers that assumption it made of you. And so if anything happens in the place where it thinks you're from, it will push that to you. So um, that's one of the sorts of variables they go on for location. It's not just where you are at the moment, but it's your sort, sort of your history. And I thought that was, I mean, in some ways it's a little bit creepy, but also I just find it a very interesting way of using location data um, I mean, they're using location data in other ways. They can see, they can sort of profile individual cities and they can see the working hours of um, people in different cities, how they can compare, because they can tell if you're at work or if you're at home. And um, they can, they think, they, they can pretty much work out what profession you're in as well, partly based on location. So yeah. I found that an interesting element. Probably, I mean, in terms of location, but also probably the the the, the content that 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 you end up preferring. Um, you know, people, for example, um, that listen to this podcast. You know, they're probably you know interested in in uh, China, interested in in technology, and more than likely, there is a, a professional interest in in mm-hmm. in the content that we produce. And I imagine it's going to be similar. I mean, of course, there's always like the very. Um, you know, like the cat videos and the kind of like the bubblegum, bubblegum content, celebrity gossip and, and things like that. But, um, but also the content that, that, uh, that people follow the most. Um, and I think it's actually, it's, it's interesting. So I remember reading that, that section in, in your piece about, um, the, the location data and kind of how they use it. Um, and I, and I have to wonder, you know, you know, if, if part of that is, is, is some kind of cultural difference because like, so, so for you, Frank, where, where are you from originally? Where, where in, in the UK? Um, I'm from the north of England, a city called Leeds. Right. And so, the, so, the, so the, the thing is, I mean, so you're, you're, you're in China and yes. if you had like a smart, um, algorithmically powered news application, I mean, how interested would you be in news from Leeds? Well, I think it would depend on what had ha- what has happened because basically there isn't really any news from Leeds. <laughs> um, so, I mean, there, there is if you live there, maybe they open, you know, a new bus stop or something every now and again. But um, I th- would sort of realize if it has to be sort of fairly significant news mm. from where you're from. Mm. And I probably would be interested um you know living here in China but I wouldn't I wouldn't go and search for that news myself. So I think these sort of assumptions made by the algorithm are actually quite clever in that way because you know living in China I follow UK level news. Right. But I right. really follow local stuff. You know if I'm talking to friends and family they'll tell me things like micro lo- local stuff. And um that that's all well and good but I if something were happening in, in Leeds or thereabouts, I probably would be interested, mm. but wouldn't actually make the effort to find it out. Well, yeah. I mean, also I was thinking because, um, I mean, I wonder if part of it's also that, that maybe Chinese people are a bit more tied to their hometown um, than, than in the West. I mean, I, I was thinking about in the United States and, you know, local newspapers have a really hard time in, in the U.S. For, for a few different reasons. And I think a lot of times it's kind of what's interesting about how, our internet culture has evolved is that, you know, a lot of people pay attention to, um, you know, country level, country level news and maybe state level news, but not, not, not too much about local level news. Whereas I think in China, you know, there's a fairly robust, uh, publication system where you have newspapers for most, most big cities. Um, and you know, the province is going to have a newspaper and a news news outlet as well. And Mm -hmm. so they're, they're producing news, um, and stories that, that are relevant, for the people, for the people living there, um, 
And so I wonder if that's kind of how they get to do it. And because, you know, I was reading that part and I was like, but would that actually happen in the United States? And it's, and it's hard for me to imagine like an algorithmically based news or, or content application, you know, mm-hmm. being able to do that effectively um, or, yeah. at, or at least finding, right. finding more, generating more traffic through that type of strategy. Yeah, I think there's probably more local news in China um, because there's a large population everywhere, mm. but also because the government is funding these publications. Mm. Um, and so they're, you know, backed by the government. And so they survive as local publications and can keep putting out um, content, which isn't the case in the UK and probably not the States either. And so, yeah, I think we're seeing, you know, that some national media is quite healthy, but local level is, is really struggling in the UK too. Yeah. Um, so, so, I mean, the thing is like, one of, like, as I mentioned before, you know, they're, um, they're really looking to, to go global, uh, by dance mm-hmm. in general, you know, they just, they, they just started, um, you know, kind of pushing out their short video app. Um, they have a content aggregation platform called, called top buzz. So, you know, what did you learn um, about their, um, about their their global ambitions at this conference well they there's a few different um strands to that they've they're still very much concentrating on the domestic market they've said that um they still put um 90 of their efforts into just making the app better and improving functionality and so they were trying to make it sound that global expansion and acquisitions uh you know it's just something that also happens it's not the main focus. Um, but their approach seems to be going into more developed or, I suppose, technology-wise, more mature markets. So, you know, Europe, Japan, um, Northern America. The plan seems to be to acquire existing organizations because um, they, the way they see it, Totia brings this efficiency in terms of its algorithms and pushing content. But these existing companies have the sort of the client base and the the infrastructure already there. Um, whereas in other areas, they maybe Southeast Asia, they're going to be pushing their own products more themselves rather than having an acquisition model. Um, and then also in terms of content, um, it seems that the ultimate goal. And they didn't say this directly, but it seems that the ultimate goal could be that um, they will generate their own content through algorithms. And so they have these different um, algorithms, which are um, concentrating on machine writing, machine reading, uh, machine reading, machine translation. Um, And then they put them into these sort of feedback loops, you know, where they sort of translate Chinese into English then English into Chinese and, you know, pick out the mistakes. Um, And this is, also possibly part of their international expansion because they're going to be able to translate news from around the world, popular news, they'll be able to translate it into the languages and then push that into those markets. Um, And even for detecting fake news, they're going to be able to do that through translation as well and translating fake news. Um, Because one, one thing that I put in the, one of the articles was that they have these two competing bots at um at ByteDance, one writes fake news and the other one detects fake news um and so i suppose a little bit like the the alpha go that they're sort of pitted against each other in a never-ending competition to improve 
um, fake news production and detection. And then all, all these skills are feeding into creating content, um, which, I mean, I suppose we'll just have to wait and see how that comes across when they start, you know, auto-generating news based on the things they know I'm already interested in and how well that's received in, in other countries. Yeah, that, that's that's one of the things that I'm I'm super curious about as well, um, especially as a um, as a user from user perspective. You know, I've I've checked out when I first came when I first became aware of it. I checked out uh, Top Buzz um, earlier this year, and I wasn't that impressed. Um, I'll, I'll check it out again, but I don't. But at, at least for right now, it seems that they don't. They haven't really figured out what what they're doing uh, abroad mm-hmm. for, for, for Western um, or global for global audiences. Um, and, and I think that, you know, this is, this is always a big challenge for, um, for Chinese companies in general, and especially with content. I mean, like what, what works for, for a Chinese audience does not necessarily work for, for an international audience. Um, no. And, and the thing is, I mean, like, you know, you look at content aggregation already and there's already some pretty big players. I mean, you know, you obviously you have, um, you have Flipboard, which has been around for years, but then you also have, you know, things like Reddit, for example, which is, mm-hmm. um, a very powerful, um, social media platform, um, that, that, um, has been very, very successful and it's a great way to, to find content and to find news, um, mm-hmm. But then there's also social media, and I think a lot of people really do in the West. They really do rely on Facebook, Twitter, and, and LinkedIn to get um, to get their information. Yeah, I, I agree, and that is going to be a challenge for them. I also don't think the name Top Buzz is really doing them any favors. Um, but I would say, well, they would say that the, their difference to social media is that it's it's no way near as personalized as having your own feed generated by these algorithms because um, friends might be recommending articles, but they're not necessarily things that you're interested in. Whereas your profile within Potiao is totally defined by you. Um, yes, you can share stuff within Totiao, but they, they get a, a I suppose social media is there's lots of different types of data about different um, aspects of your life and how you interact with with the platform and with your friends. Whereas with Totio, it's just so focused on what your interests are that they're able to really sort of put together a feed that you will find interesting. And I think if people try it enough to use it in the West or anywhere else, they might sort of, you know, come to rely on it. And I think I'm a little bit sort of scared of it, to be honest. It feels like um, they can get such an accurate picture of somebody through the news they read that it feels like a sort of a lot of data to, to surrender about myself. Well, I think it's, it's, it's really interesting how, how the data actually works. Um, because a lot of it is uh, correlating already known things about people to the thing that to the data that they're collecting about you, and so like if they know that enough people, 
in your demographic range are are uh, are interested in certain things, and they, then they can make these assumptions about about you as well. Say, oh, okay, so Frank is similar to you know, these, uh, these hundred thousand other people who also yeah. read this type of content. So that means that he's probably interested in that, in this type of content as, as well. Um, so, so, I mean, so it's really kind of interesting how they, how they actually, um, end up, end up doing that. Um, this is interesting. So I'm actually, I'm actually looking at the, uh, the app right now. Um, <laughs> and it, and it seems, it feels like it's very much a, um, an app for for people who are just kind of interested in cat videos and and things like that. Which hey, you know, whatever whatever works. I'm not necessarily going to um, to criticize maybe, it in the least. Maybe they've hit on the ultimate secret that everyone's just interested in cat videos and no one's admitting to each other that all they see on Totio is cat videos. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's kind of true for me as well because I look at I look at my content consumption and um you know sometimes you know i'm just on nine gag which is just a uh, a website that just has like funny videos and funny memes on there um and i think that you know top buzz they're obviously very they're probably targeting it at a very uh, similar audience but a bit, a bit wider in a sense um so so yeah it'll be interesting to see see how they move forward um but you know so they have so it's interesting so they have so ByteDance has totiao they have uh, tiktok which is a short video app um, but then they also recently purchased uh, Musically. Were you able to get any insight into into that purchase? <laughs> no. Um, they they just said that you know the deal is done and they're looking forward to working with them, um, you know, on on new things. But they didn't really talk in any. They wouldn't really talk in any detail about um, what's going to be coming from that. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it, it makes sense. I mean, it makes sense in terms of uh, content play, right? Yes, and but they they just seem to have so many short video related um, apps um, that all seem very at least to be over, overlapping to an extent, if not um, totally. Um, and also through Totiao itself, half the content is video, or half the time spent on Totiao is watching video. They 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 want to push for a global um, vid short video content platform. Mm. It's their their sort of their goal, um, but it's just a little bit. It, it's not fully clear whether that's going to be Tojiao itself or whether it's a, a separate one. Um, and I don't know whether they'll continue to merge video and text or whether they'll separate them out um, in Tojiao. Yeah, that's interesting. All right, all right. Well, well, Frank, thank, thank, thanks so much about telling us about your recent experience um, learning more about uh, ByteDance and Totiao. Okay, thank you very much. Well, that's about all the time we have for this episode. As always, if you enjoyed this episode, we'd really appreciate it if you took the time to leave us a review on iTunes or if you're on Overcast or Pocket Cast, just press that star button and uh, that will recommend us to your network. <laughs>